0: Is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh! He knocked the headgear off him. This is number Footy Talk Sunday, so much to get through on a Sunday morning. Jimmy Graham and Dobbo, we're going to talk Mitchell Moses. Has he done enough to be in the New South Wales side? Also, we're going to be looking, are oh, the Penrith Panthers the competition favourites? And guess what? Dobbo, as good as Crystal out I'm going to predict who will be in the grand final. We'll talk the Roosters and will Kafusi make the Queensland side? That and plenty more. This is Footy Talk on Sunday. Jimmy Graham and Dobbo with you, a listener podcast. Hey, it's Sunday, it's Footy Talk. Jimmy Graham and Jobo with you. Let's recap what was an awesome uh, Saturday of football. Dragons, 36, defeated the Roosters, 30. Broncos got home in a tight one, 24 points to 20 over the Knights, and the Roosters got absolutely flogged by the Panthers, 30 points to 6. Jammer, good morning. Uh, thanks so much, and, mate, this is Footy Talk, a listener podcast. I want to start with Origin uh, this morning uh, because that seems to be the big talking point. Mitchell Moses, it's believed that he's got his nose in front for the number seven position with um, obviously Nathan Cleary injured at the moment with a hamstring injury. I would have thought the safe bet would have been to put Nico Hines, who is the reigning M player. He was the 14 um, for game one. I thought he would have had the opportunity to be, to me, the first picked. Now, we know that he's playing this afternoon. We know Moses is playing tomorrow on um, the Queen's birthday weekend. Is this sort of dead set a
1: a, a trial for both of them to see who gets that position? Uh, Look, look for me, um, you you know, the the news during the rounds uh, that that Moses is is ahead is a surprise. You know, I think uh, when Nathan Cleary went down with his hamstring and then, you know, uh, it was confirmed that he'd face, you know, a considerable amount of time on on the sidelines, I thought, oh, well, there's no room for debate. It just hinds is in. Like, it's as simple as that and, you know, Case closed, but it seems to me, um, you know, even the talk of Adam Reynolds, I was like, well, what, what are we talking about about, about him for? But Nico Hines is there. Nico Hines has been in the squad. He was the fourteen. He was the best player in the competition last year. He started off this season really well as well. So I don't get what why we're talking about this. I mean, look, I think if you if you if you look at it, the challenge that is is in front of New South Wales, it's an incredibly difficult task to to, to go up there. At the best of times, but in the current situation, it, it I think it's even more difficult. I, and I think Hines is your man. He's publicly been he wants this task. He wants to he he wants this New South Wales jersey. He's spoken so openly about that. I think he was unlucky um, not to partner Nathan Cleary in the halves for, for yeah. game one. So for me, it, it it's Nico. Uh, hand, hands down, no room for debate. And then you know, if Nico is to go down this week, I'd, I'd probably say Adam Reynolds is next in line. You know, just with the with the fact that um, he's steering Brisbane around the park so well and 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 so vital to their their team success at the moment. And that this is nothing against Mitchell Moses; he's just got those two people in front of him. That, that that's all it is. Yeah,
0: and that's right. Exactly. Um, obviously, th- there's always competition in the halves position. We will know tomorrow night when. Brad Fittler names that side or Tuesday morning when he decides to name. Queensland will get named tomorrow, Jammer. And the mail I'm getting is that Jeremiah Nani has won the race for that edge position for the injured Tom Gilbert. Now, you've got Felice Kafusi, whose form, when he has been on the field, has been unbelievable. He finishes now his four match suspension, so he is eligible for selection. He hasn't played in four weeks. He's had a few issues this year with, you know, the way he's attacked... Things and the way he's played is that the right decision, given the yeah. form of Jeremiah Nani last week against Melbourne, that you go with him, or would you be yeah. giving Kafusi the chance to to redeem himself, knowing full well that he's done at an origin
1: level? Well, well, Nanai's only played one game since round nine. You know, he's not exactly uh, fit and firing. Yeah, he played well against against the Storm last week, but that was his first game since round nine. So it's not like he's match conditioned fully. You know, if you're going to 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 use that as your argument. For why Kafusi won't play, the same logic can be applied to why um, you wouldn't pick Jeremiah Nanai and, Nana and you go with like a, a Kate Well. Yeah. So look for for, for me, Nanai is a quality player, only 20 years of age, loves to try, but I just think Kafusi is 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 that enforcer to start the season. He was yeah you know, just putting fear the fear of God into opposition halfbacks and with New South Wales having a, a rookie halfback. <laughs> No, yeah. oh, well not sorry not a rookie halfback but it's not Nathan Cleary the backup half you, you know you've got enough on your plate and then you throw Felice Cafusi in that year as well well good luck so th- that that's my reason of, of why I personally would would go with um, Felice Cafusi is the, the start he had the the um, the intent that he brings each and every week. And again, this isn't anything against Jeremiah Nanai. I just think Kafusi fear of God into the halfbacks, that, 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 that's why I'd pick him. For, for me, that's the, the the logical choice. And look, Nanai hasn't played a lot of football either um, of, of recent weeks. So, you know, that, that, that goes a- against him. Um, I, I think Capewell should be very much in the conversation as well. He's been tried and trusted before. I, I believe he is, is carrying some form of 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 niggly shoulder injury but um, look Felice Cafusi all day Uh, I I know as a sometimes you know as an opposition when you're in those tight games you you look at the the team sheet there's one person that you you, you don't want to see and out of all of those they're all quality but Felice Cafusi you'd look at that and go oh I'm in for a tougher night Yeah, I agree. Um, James Graham and Dobbo with you. This is Footy Talk, a listener podcast.
0: We're going to take a break, come back and recap what was uh, three really good games of football. This is Footy Talk with Jimmy Graham and Dobbo. (laughs) Welcome back. James Graham and Dobbo with you. Sunday, Footy Talk, a listener podcast. Uh, The Roosters were completely outclassed, 30 points to six. The stats aren't. Now, deeming at all, um, six wins, seven losses. They've had two buys already, Jammer. They've got the worst attack in the comp. What is going wrong with the Roosters? Last night was a perfect opportunity for them to really muscle up. I know they've got some suspensions. Th- th- they've got some injuries. But things are going from bad to worse for the Glamour Club, the Roosters.
1: Yeah, it, they sure are, Dobbo. And it's it's hard for, for, for any expert to, to put their finger on the, the actual reason why um, because – you know the, the squad on paper um, rivals anybody, rivals any any team in, in this competition. And I think I, I was one of those people that be, before a ball was kicked had them uh, had them winning the competition this year. And you know even if you look at the the, the start of their season, yes, they lost to the Dolphins, but then they won their next three against some some tough opposition. The Warriors have been good this year. Then they beat Souths, uh, then they beat Parramatta, but. You know, since then they've, you know, they, they they've lost a, a a lot of games that most would say should be winnable, and then when they've come up against all the competition heavyweights like the Panthers, they've been completely and utterly outplayed in in all all areas of, of the game, which you know, which would be a big concern for Trent Robinson, I think, and, and the rest of the the, the Rooster staff there. It's like how we we not. You know, ahead in 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 some areas where you know we can we can hang our hat on, but they were just completely and utterly outplayed by by the Penrith Panthers, who you know, without their their main playmaker, it's a huge opportunity for the Roosters to you know ascend, look look, look for good field position, make them kick out of deep yardage, kick out of trouble, you know, have a real game plan to really restrict and 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 put a lot of pressure on the Penrith Panthers, but that that just didn't happen. Um, yeah, you know, or, or didn't happen for, for, for long enough. So it was uh, you know a, a real dominant display. It it could have got worse as well. I, I think had there not been for you know that little melee, couple of melees, um Penrith losing Leota and um Liam Martin as well, like that the, the score line could have really blown out there and it, and it and it threatened to for, for quite some time. What's wrong with the Roosters? <laughs> yeah. If if you, if you had, if I knew the answer to that question, I'd be knocking on Nick Politis' door with a blank check and saying, I'll fix all your problems, buddy. It, it, it boggles the mind. Jared Rhea Hargraves and Spencer Linyu
0: will be teammates next year. And, oh, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> he got under. Jared got under their skin. I mean, he is a professional. Jammer, I've probably never asked you this. What do you like to play against? Is he as tough and as hard as to play against Jared Ria Hargraves. I mean, you played at him when he was at his height. uh, they were premiership years when they were rolling. How difficult is he to play against and how can he, niggly
1: is he? Look, look I never sort of experienced the niggle side of Jared Rear Hargraves, like we saw last night with the squirting of the water bottle. It was just more straight up direct running with, you know, all body parts included that you you know you had to be aware of. I know um, there was a tackle from Moses Leota where he's gone down with a with a HIA and a pretty serious cut, but that's that's the way Jared's run for, you know, over a decade now. And probably similar to um, Tino Fa'asu Malahawi with that that, yeah. that style. I, I, I personally think it, it it's un- unfortunate. But for me, going against Jared is always a, a personal challenge. He was one of those players that I needed to know where he was at all times. And if you uh, allow him you know, space um, when he's carrying that ball, yeah, he comes off the back fence. But if you can shut down the space, you, you can manage him that's where it comes but if you don't get up in his face then you know he's going to embarrass you and it, it, it'll you know roll you down the field all by himself so I've uh, got a lot of respect for Jared Rui Hargreaves. he's probably one of the best front rowers uh, this competition's seen for over a decade now and um, look last night yeah it did threaten to boil over but I think it just it's just two two very proud men two men that don't want to show any form of weakness, and I, it was weird, wasn't it? Because you know, I, I thought, or I saw them sort of come together and sort of laugh it off yeah. and sort of almost shake hands, and then it all sort of kicked off again. And you know, we've got uh new rules now, don't we? After the the battle of Brookvale from a, a you know, a, a long, long time ago, where you know they. The the players don't leave the field at the same time. I thought Spencer Lenu was going to have him in the car park if if he'd have, if he have been allowed. Uh, I, I think I was I was waiting for them to, to go off together and just start throwing down. But look, it, it's all part of the theatre. Look, we, we we don't want to see it replicated on, uh, on 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 Saturday and Sunday mornings for for our kids. This is the prof- This is professional. There's a lot on the line, uh, and this is too just too aggressive. People going at it. Uh, it I think you know the, the very the, you know the added part of the story is, is they're going to be teammates next year. So uh, yeah. watch out for being in that uh, that wrestle room or that first contact session. It'll be uh, I think it'll be you know be, there'll be plenty of Roosters teammates stoking the fire to, to see them go after each other in training. Be, be no. worth the entrance fee alone. They should uh, they should maybe live stream at the Roosters and charge a charge you, you know five or ten dollars a fee and see who comes out on top.
0: I like it. I like it. This is footy talk. Are Penrith now the favourites? I, I, I mean, I look at the competition. I, I, to me personally, I think Brisbane, without having the buys, um, they they are up there. But Penrith, clearly gets a six-week layoff, so he doesn't have origin, so he comes back fresh. We know Dylan Edwards is just unbelievable, but their stats from attack from attack, they are leading everything. Are they rightly the favourites for this competition now at the halfway
1: mark? Well, I, I think the, the stat that really sings out the 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 loudest is their is their defence. Like they are well and truly the best defensive team in this competition, undoubtedly the the ability for them to have that not just that next man up mentality but just to slot into a system and just perform like nobody's missing it's a it's systematic and it doesn't matter who who is there I look back at, at, at sort of my 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 thoughts and uh, comments around Pemra at the the start of the season when you know they lost to St Helens then they lost a couple of games I thought oh yeah you know that They've lost Appy Corrsale. They're, they're learning to play without him. They've lost Kickout, that brings so much in that aggressive defensive department. And you think, oh, they, you know, that they're well and truly back in the pack. But you know, what time together and maybe a little bit of a, a World Cup uh, fatigue hangover, they've come back and you know that they're, they're firing on all cylinders again. And again, they, they deal with the adversity of losing a couple of players. They're their main star, and they still back up defensively they can still score points that that's fine that comes with a little bit of practice but you know even in those games where they were losing defensively they were still like so difficult to break down so are they are they favorites look we're around about just over the halfway stage uh it'd be hard to back against them i think that the two teams that on their day can beat them would be brisbane broncos and and south sydney which we've seen already happen and they're likely, you know, for 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 Penrith to win the comp, uh, they, they're well and truly back in the pack, and they they might have to beat both of those two teams in knockout or semi or and yeah, you know, winner takes it all, uh, knockout football. Be that be a, a semi final or a final. So that's the that's the challenge that Penrith are going to have to face is is they're going to they've got at the moment two teams that can genuinely beat them on their day uh, in that knockout competition, which is which is South's and Brisbane. So can they get it right for those two games? It's a great, it like look, we've talked about the, the level of competition how even it is, but it's great that you've got team. there's no clear standout, but I think at the moment it's Penrith just, just, and it's all down to their defence. I get caught up in the attacking football, Dobbo, I'm sure you do too. We, yeah. we, we, we often forget about the defensive side of the game, but Pemba, uh, if you watch them defensively, if you've got a you know an appreciation for good defense, that's a team to that you can watch and enjoy. Yeah, I think it. You know, there's
0: four teams, five teams, uh, but we don't know. And, and this competition, we we gauge it a lot more as we come to the back end. And and if you can get a top four position, then the semifinals and where you sit is going to be crucial. Well, well that's it. Um, who's going to go on yeah. a run?
1: Who, who's, yeah, who's who's going to grab the competition by the scruff of the neck? We speak about the Roosters, like. They they this because of the nature of this competition they're still well in the mixer, so you know they're only a month of good football away from being red hot favourites and not not just red hot favourites but with a chance to to finish you know top four from yeah. with a with a good month of football. Yeah, they've got they've got some work to do. Manly are another team that when they when they click and they get it right, we see what they can do. The Raiders, the Storm, we forget about the Storm if Pappenhausen comes back, like. You know, yeah, we we often you know we we think the storm are done, but they've got they've got Pappenhausen to come back. If if Para can get it right, you know they were grand finalists last year. this is why this this, this competition is so exciting and and is so open. I don't think we've seen the best of the sharks yet this season either. Like maybe some of these teams are are just you know timing their run. Like I'm not going to say one or the other teams peaked too early, but. I think the best is yet to come for a number, sorry, a number of teams in this competition, and that's what makes the, our, our our game and this year especially just so great to watch and so entertaining. Do you want me to crystal ball you? Uh, is is that for me personally or for no, the, for the game in general? Ball.
0: I'm going to give you a crystal ball on the grand final right now. Go on. On footy talk on Sunday, the I am going to say South Sydney in the grand final taking on Brisbane. Adam Reynolds. Captaining the Broncos against his club that he grew up with, and winning the premiership in 2023.
1: Wow. Well, wouldn't wouldn't that be something? Dobbo, I'll I'll, I'll Crystal Ball. you. I'm not going to go as far as far as that. But that game is going to happen at at some point. There's going to be a. No, there's going to be some knockout football between South Sydney and Brisbane, and all the subplots, all the talk, all the build up, all the hype. It's written for us, so it is written you know, for it, us. You know, I you, can
0: see it. I'm visioning it. I can see it. It's uh, a vision.
1: Uh, as you're, as you're, you know, you, you're in peak training uh, condition right now. I think you should go and do the report, the the build up now for Channel Nine. You know, if you've got any visuals there, get it done now while you're in peak physical yeah, condition, and you can be like Adam Reynolds, take it on. It's for outside of Suncorp, and we don't know. We we know it's going to come, so just save it now, and then you can blue now. Yeah, I, no, hey, You've no, heard he, it here. This is an yeah, award-winning. No,
0: this is award-winning. It's, it's here now. That's it from us here on a Sunday. Uh, footy talk back tomorrow. Jimmy, thank you, mate. We'll talk to you again Who's shortly. on tomorrow? You and Gordy. Oh, what a combination. Tweedledum and Tweedledee. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Thank you, Jammer. Pleasure as always, Dobbo.